0: I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Send me, Lord. I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. I have you been thinking and praying about going out to an abortion center and reaching out? Maybe you have some doubts and fears of what that might look like. In this episode, we talk about that, so stay with us. me, Lord. I felt your passion. touched your heart. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast, guys. We appreciate you listening. Appreciate you guys commenting um, in the reviews on iTunes and giving us five stars if you think we deserve five stars. If not, then don't leave anything. (laughs) Right. Right? (laughs) I'm just kidding. We've we've had a barrage recently of some of the pro-abortion people leaving one-star reviews. One told me that she could leave zero stars if that were possible, but Mm. she couldn't. And so if you guys like this podcast, please help us out and get those reviews up. And let us know, reach out to me via email if there's subjects we can cover that would encourage you to leave a better review for us. It's not about reviews, though. We want to glorify God and we want to equip you guys to be effective in sidewalk outreach ministry Mm -hmm. and being a voice for the voiceless and ultimately in proclaiming the gospel. Right. That's what we want to do. That's right. And in this podcast, I think it's going to be helpful for some folks who've been listening to our podcast for a while, who've been maybe even looking on Facebook, some social media stuff, and gotten stirred up over the issue of abortion, and you really feel like you need to do something about it where it takes place, right? which is at abortion centers.
1: Yeah. yeah. So maybe you're feeling, God is maybe even calling you, that you really are feeling like, I need to be out there and but I'm terrified. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what I'm going to face, and and so that's that's kind of the genesis of, the, yeah. of this podcast. Is we wanted to give you a heads up on what you're going to face. To sometimes when we know things, in fact, I think always it, it removes some of that fear factor. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, we come in different scenarios and different stuff that we're involved in, and we when we don't know what to expect. Right. There's all these fears, and some of them are, are fears that are founded in reality, and mm-hmm. some are just simply not founded in reality. Right. And so we're going to just kind of lay out for you guys, at least from our perspective, from our experiences, what is the reality yeah. of your first time at an abortion center? Yeah. And so we're calling this podcast, What to Expect Your First Day as a Sidewalk Missionary, What to Expect Your First Day Sidewalk Counseling or in Sidewalk Outreach. Right. And yeah. so we're going to yeah. jump into some of what to expect. Yeah. And we're going to start with some a very obvious point here. And that point is kind of how we started this podcast is you've perceived the calling. Yeah. You've, you've read some scripture, you've heard a message, you've seen some stuff online and you've gotten stirred up over it. Like I knew abortion took place, but I didn't know it was this bad of a problem and I should do something about it. And so you've perceived that calling. Maybe you read one of our favorite scriptures, Proverbs mm-hmm. 31 verses eight and nine, open right. your mouth for the speechless and the calls of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously, judge righteously, Plead the cause of the poor and needy. Maybe you read that scripture for the first time, or it really stuck out to you for the first time, and you said, I need to do that for these unborn children.
1: Right. Yeah, I know that's what happened to me. It yeah. wasn't just that scripture. There were many scriptures, but I, I did definitely feel, okay, I I need to go check this out. And and uh, I that, that sense of being called and told by God, really, go. Yeah. You need to go. That was accompanied with intense... Reluctance yeah. and fear.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the first things, of course, is again feeling that calling. Right. Feeling that you need to go and do something about it. And one of the realities is, I know this happened for me mm-hmm. before I'd been out to an abortion center. It's like I knew abortions took place. I knew where the I didn't know where the clinics were, but I knew there were clinics, there are abortion clinics, abortion centers that did these abortions. I just didn't think that they were in my city. Right. right. I think they were you know, they're somewhere else. Far, far away from me. Yeah. So I know it takes place. I know it happens. I know it happens at some places, but it doesn't happen near me. And so for a lot of people, they're stirred up. They're grieved over what abortion does to little babies in the womb. But they don't realize there's an abortion center right down the road from their house for some of them. Right down the road from where they worship at their at their church.
1: Right. I was shocked. And there's four in, in our yeah, city. And absolutely. most people don't even know about one. Yeah. So yeah. And what immediately happened with me, and I think this is true of almost everybody I've ever talked to. So I think it's very important that our listeners be aware of this, is that there was a voice doing everything in its power to keep us away yeah. from that abortion center. So literally right. spiritual attack. Yeah,
0: like spiritual blindness, just mm-hmm. an unreality that there's mm-hmm. these abortion centers in our city. Mm-hmm. So I'd say you, you actually don't have it here on this paper. Vicki, of course, wrote a wonderful article. <laughs> Which we will post. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to post this. And maybe we'll add this in if we can figure out okay. how to add it in. But just one of the practical things, mm-hmm. because we're going to get into the spiritual, of course. Right. But one of the practical things is finding where the abortion center is at near you. Yeah, good point. Good point. And so it's very easy to do, actually. Mm -hmm. Just go on Google. Yeah. Just go on Google and and search abortion clinic near me, and it'll Mm -hmm. be very easy to find typically. It could be a Planned Parenthood. It could be because there are some Planned Parenthoods that don't do abortions. It could be there's a Planned Parenthood near you, and they don't do abortions. And you can find that out. And Sometimes they refer abortions, and it's still appropriate to go out there and reach out. Um, But if you can find where in your city abortions take place, that would kind of be the first step in going out there, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Now, we do on the Sidewalks for Life website have a map. If you go into the Sidewalks for Life uh, website and you find where there's a place where um, get connected to local counselors— and it's a map, it's a Google map that we compiled some years ago, mm-hmm. and it's basically identifying where there are other people that are reaching out at abortion centers. So right. th- they're not people that even that we know, they're not people that we may, we may not even agree with them theologically or whatever, but they're people that for, in some way, somehow, let us know they're reaching out at an abortion center. So you can go on that map, actually, and you can find where those people are, and you can Email them, you can find out where they're at again, Mm -hmm. and uh, and of course, they'll tell you where the abortion center is. But even so, Google is a very, very easy way, yeah, to find out where these abortion centers are so you can know where you're headed to.
1: Well, and and it's such a good idea, actually, if uh, if this also wasn't in the article, but if if you can find an abortion center, maybe not too far from you, maybe it's not the one exactly in your community, but not too far, where you can go and watch what happens and what if there is a, a Christian presence yeah. out there already. That is so valuable Yeah, observing to other see. people exactly. is, is
0: really, really key. And you know, yeah. we've encouraged in time past and podcasts mm-hmm. for people to come to Charlotte. Hey, sure. if you want to come and shadow our teams, yeah. you can certainly do that. Yeah. Now, so on the Sidewalks for Life website, just to mention this for you guys, if you go in, you'll see at the top of the page, you'll see in the menu, it's a, a little menu item, Join the Community. And if you scroll down, what you'll see right away is the Facebook, the Sidewalks for Life Facebook page where we share the articles and the podcasts and that sort of thing. And then there's a section that says join experienced counselors in your area, and there's a national sidewalk counselor directory. And that's where we've gone through. Again, people have told us they're reaching out. It's not people that we necessarily know. Some of the people we do know, um, but they've let us know in some way, shape, or form that they reach out at an abortion center. And so you can go to that map. You can click on the little dots there. And it'll bring up who the people are and their email address. And we're actually working on another map that identifies where the abortion centers are exactly nationwide. And we haven't put that out yet, so I won't focus on that because um, we don't want to get sidetracked. Um, But anyway, so practically, you need to find out where these places are. But when you do, what are some of the things that you need to be working through? What are some of the thoughts you need to be having, some of the concerns that yeah. may be valid or invalid you need to consider.
1: Yeah, well just get ready because guaranteed the night before you are supposed to show up at the abortion center and I think we've said this before your your kid will go through a major rebellion, the dog will vomit on the rug, you'll fight with your husband and you'll um you'll half burn down the kitchen, you know, forgetting about dinner. Something, well many things it will happen not to scare you because there is a defense. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You want to talk about what that defense is? Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> in Ephesians chapter 6, yeah. there it spells out for us this dynamic of spiritual warfare and the whole armor of God that God right. has equipped us with. Right. Now, understand, this is a spiritual battle. It yes. is. You're in a spiritual battle, and I tell folks, when you're when you're coming against abortion, you are touching the devil's pride and joy. Mm-hmm. From the very beginning, the devil has sought to destroy the image of God. Right. That's what abortion does. That's what happens at abortion clinics. Right. Now, practically speaking... Most abortion centers, I won't say all, but in my experience, and I've had, you know, a lot of experience reaching out on abortion centers, talking to people that reach out in abortion centers, a day where a lot of abortions are performed at abortion centers is Saturday. Right. Saturday, and it's the easiest day for most people to go out to an abortion center and pray and uh, and be involved in some way. And so quite likely that's what will happen with you. You'll decide you know, maybe a week before or whatever. And we kind of have a flow of things. If you go on the sidewalks for life site, it talks about where to start talks about an introduction. We kind of go step by step there. And you guys can check that out on the uh, sidewalks for life website. Um, but Friday night, like Vicki's mm-hmm. talking about when you're preparing to go on that Saturday morning, mm-hmm. something's going to, the dog's going to get hit by a car. We're just saying we, and we experience this on a regular basis right. with new volunteers. We tell our new volunteers, listen, just be warned. We're not trying to make you afraid. We just know from experience, and it has proven to be true over the years, that if you set your heart to come out and volunteer with us, there's going to be a spiritual battle. There's going to be something that tries to hinder you and keep you from the sidewalk. If you can, by God's grace, push past it and come out. And just like it says in James chapter 4, Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Yeah. That's an important dynamic. Don't let the enemy win. That doesn't mean if something major happens and you're not able to make it that Saturday or that day that you just need to beat yourself up or whatever, you've given up in and, and the devil is won. No, don't believe that lie. Yeah. Just Shoot for the next Saturday if that's, that's how it right. has to be. But just understand this is a dynamic that you'll likely deal with.
1: Yeah, and I and I sure did my my first time coming out here got really sick and um, I recovered, but I was um, right before the time that I was supposed to come out. But I was still going to use that sickness for an excuse. And by God's grace, I didn't. God yeah. just wouldn't let me off the hook. And that is the antidote to to these strong attacks is just show Satan he cannot win. Yeah, he, you will not let him win. You. Will You will be out there, if at all possible. So then, so you get there. Yeah. You you show up, and I think I've described it before for me, when I was driving down the road and turning onto the road that the abortion center was on, it was like hitting a wall of evil. Yeah. It was was so tangible. It was so palpable, that that evil um, spirit. That was over that entire street, and the closer I got, the more that, that, that feeling of evil. So for me, I was just filled with terror. I was yeah. literally shaking, and it was everything I had in me to keep driving down that street. And I say this again, not to terrify all of you, but to say this is a very common experience. I don't yeah. know if you experienced that, Daniel.
0: Yeah, but- I mean, I still experience that now. Yeah, coming down La Trobe Drive, and I've yeah. been coming, you know, down Latrobe Drive, fifteen um, years for fifteen years, right. and yet still I experience sometimes, not always, but that I don't know that just that spiritual sense that right. there is a battle and it's waging in the heavenly realm, right? <laughs> yeah, and I've had folks, new folks, and, and people that have been coming for a while that will liken it unto going into a third world country mm-hmm. where you're dealing with major spiritual warfare with yeah. demon activity right. at its height mm-hmm. at those some of those places and they say it feels like that's what it feels like here on the Trobe Drive it's like yeah. stepping off the plane in a third world country where there's major spiritual warfare because there's you know demon activity and there are people that are worshiping demons and it's funny in America we still have demons here by the way, mm-hmm. they just know how to hide themselves. Yeah. In third world countries where everyone kind of knows these spiritual realities, it's out there and it's blatant and it's in the open. Right. Well, that's how it is here on La Trobe drive. And in front of your abortion center, quite possibly, that spiritual warfare is real. The devil can't mask it there because it's literally life and death, light and darkness.
1: Yeah, and I've, we've had so many people coming to visit for the first time or new volunteers that have said they just could not imagine the the impact, that evil, foreboding sense that that is there and what comes out of the mouths of the opposition. It's just mind-boggling. Yeah. But it is it is evil personified. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, you
0: know, and we deal with like we talked about the spiritual attacks, mm-hmm. but then the emotional attacks, the feelings that come with that, the the, right. the oppression that, that can be felt there, and that's just driving to the place. Yeah, much less standing in front of the place, right, and watching the women go in. Yeah, and realizing what what they're going in for.
1: Yeah. When, um, my first time when they began lining up and there was probably at least 15 to 20 women that began lining up and they had not yet opened the doors. The women had gotten out of their cars and they were one by one coming and lining up. And that to me brought the reality of what I was facing yeah. to, uh, to the forefront and just the, I became, Overwhelmed and felt like crying from that moment on. Yeah, because every one of those women had a baby inside of her. Right, and every one of those women was was planning to kill that baby. That's why yeah. they were there, and it was just so sorrowful yeah. to me to see that. So I I had a very hard time keeping that um, emotion in check. Uh, in fact, most of the people that when they first come, it's their first time. There will be a period where they are literally crying, yeah, because absolutely, because it's just so overwhelming.
0: Yeah, and, and just to give you guys kind of an idea of how we do things, because we train in, in a particular way right. for the reasons that we're talking about—the emotions and the stuff that people need to—they need to have time to process. So we do, and we have it on our Cities for Life website, kind of the flow of things. But we have people for their first touch with us, rather than doing like some kind of classroom training or some kind of online training. If you want to volunteer with Cities for Life, we want you to come out and shadow a seasoned team because we want you to be able to come out with people who've been out for a while and people who know the ins and outs of it and sort of, I don't want to say comfortable, but at least a less intimidating scenario and just take in the emotions of it to feel the spiritual warfare. And so the first time you come out and volunteer with us, you're just going to pray and observe. You're mm-hmm. just going to watch. You're just going to take it all in. You're going to ask questions, and we're going to talk you through some of the basics of what you're seeing and why we're doing this, why we're doing that, why we're saying this, why we're saying that. But we want people just to be exposed, mm-hmm. to take it in, mm-hmm. to pray and observe. And maybe there's not a Cities for Life. There's not maybe even a sidewalk presence at the abortion center in your city. But still, I think probably the first time it's best for you just to be there, pray, observe, process what you're seeing, Maybe you're a person that can just step right out and start speaking to the moms and reaching out. Probably most people aren't, though. Probably most people just need to be there for a little bit to take it all in and to pray through it, and that may be the best first step. Go out to the abortion center and just commit, I'm going to go out there and pray.
1: Yeah, because that's doable for most people. I can just stand there and pray and and just to soak in just what's happening there, and um, that, that horror is real, and it's real because it's horrific to God. And if yeah. we love God, then, of course, we're going to be horrified by that. And in um, one of my kind of guiding Proverbs is Proverbs 6, 16 through 18, where it says there's are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination. And he gives a list, but one of those are hands that shed innocent blood and feet that make haste to run to evil, yeah. and I think that's such a an apt description yeah, of, of what's happening there at the abortion center. So, and and those women as they're lining up, you're going to see so many different emotions in even in that yeah. group.
0: I know, some, like I said, we want people to be exposed to it because mm-hmm. there are some people that want to come and volunteer with us, and I don't mean this you know, in any kind of negative way for anybody. But there are people that come out, I think with wrong motives sometimes yeah. where they think, you know what, these poor, innocent women that are Mm -hmm. victims, I want to come and just be their savior. Right. And you'll learn very quickly and come out just one or two times and Mm -hmm. observe. And you'll see these women aren't always just poor, innocent victims. Right. And you think you're going to come and rescue them and save the day because they're just waiting on somebody as great as you to come along. Right. And the reality is, They hate your guts. Yeah. And all you're doing is sitting out there and you're just standing there praying. Right. And and so it kind of dispels some of the ideas, the false ideas that people have. Doesn't mean that some of the women that come aren't victims of circumstances. Some are, but many are just bound up in the selfishness that they, you know, to the point where they are going to take the life of their own child. Yeah. So helping you to understand correctly what you're facing, and just being there and taking it in is, is very helpful long term.
1: Right, right. Because there, there's going to be women that are going to be smiling, laughing, and joking. Like yeah. they're on the way in to oh, yeah. buy some new shoes, literally, is what it feels like. Then there's some that will be crying um, or that will be huddled against a boyfriend, yeah. maybe clearly distraught. There's some that are very angry. And you'll mm-hmm. see you'll see it all. And I think that's so important to, to see for exactly the reason that... That you brought up, that some of these women do almost look like they're seeking an answer that they want help, but I would say the vast majority of them don't look that way. The vast yeah. majority of them look like they this is something they are determined to do, yeah. even if it's causing some some grief.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I know you'll encounter situations, and it's it, it, it's part of along the lines of this horror of abortion. Yeah. where you'll see women go in, smile on their face, their heads up, sometimes their middle fingers up because you're yeah. out there praying, you're out there reaching out. Right, And then you'll see the same woman come out with tears in her eyes. She can't even look you in the eyes. Yeah, Sometimes you'll see the horror of abortion spelled out in a dad and a mom bringing their young daughter, 15, 16 year yeah. old, into the abortion center to kill their grandchild. And it's like, this is what we've become as a society. And so the horror of abortion is is more than, and I don't say this to minimize, but it's more than, than killing a child. It's the devastation of the family as well.
1: Right. And, and they'll rationalize and lie quite frequently why it will, we'll hear all the time, well, I'm not here for an abortion at the facility where we're at. Um, that's all they do. So we know that that's a lie. Yeah. And that's
0: something, I'm glad you mentioned that. It's something I wanted to mention that Mm -hmm. the abortion center you're at or that is near your house or wherever right. God calls you right. may not just do abortions. I mean, right. unfortunately, here on Latrobe Drive, the abortion center here—that's all they do. Right, twenty-five to thirty babies die every day, six days a week here, and that's all they do is abortions. Yeah, and so quite possibly, and so if if you stand here and you watch the women go in, you know they're going in to have an abortion. But quite yeah. possibly in your city, maybe they're walking in and they're having other things done. But you can very quickly. God will give you discernment, but even just natural discernment, you can very quickly tell who are the ones that are coming for abortions and who are the ones that are coming for other things. Right. Yeah. And you'll see the numbers of people. I mean, I remember the first time, and I've shared this before on the podcast, the first time I ever went to an abortion center, which is really where I felt the call and the need, I saw the need to to do something about this issue, Mm -hmm. was at the abortion center in South Charlotte here on Hebron Street. Right. And they do things other than abortions. Yeah. But I remember it was on a Saturday, and typically if abortion centers um, do things other than abortions, they're going to prioritize Saturdays, this is again from experience, as their abortion days. Because that's when a lot of these women are off work, and they'll have Saturday and Sunday to recover and go back to work and back in the, quote, normal scheme of things. And so I remember standing there, and I remember, and I could see very clearly who it was here for an abortion and who was here for other things, I remember watching those women walk in. And I just knew they were going in, they had that baby in their womb, safe mm-hmm. and sound, mm-hmm. and yet I would watch those same women leave, knowing that they left a dead baby inside, yeah, and that reality that horror, and just mm-hmm. the picture in my mind because I know what a baby looks like at nine weeks. I've seen ultrasounds right. we've right. many of us have seen ultrasounds if you yeah. haven't, you can it's very easy to find, mm-hmm. but then even seeing because you can the victims of abortion and see what abortion actually does, we shouldn't shy away from that kind of stuff right. because. It, it it strikes us as offensive. It should offend us. Yeah. We need to be offended by the horror that we've allowed in this country. We need to be offended by the horror of what's happening in our cities. We do. And you process know, that horror.
1: Um, uh, I was on the mobile ultrasound unit here at, at our facility on Saturday, and we had an abortion-determined couple on board. And the young man was flipping through the pamphlet, that we give them, and yeah. he came to the picture of the abortion victim, which is, I think, a nine-week, It's 11 weeks. Okay, an 11-week-old baby. And he just said, is this the baby in the womb? And I said, that's, an, uh, that's a victim of abortion. That's an uh, aborted baby. And he's looking at it, and you could see the dawning yeah. in his eyes of what he was looking at, and I said, that baby at that age is dismembered. Yeah. by by the abortionist in the womb and then ripped out piece by piece, and I began to describe it, and he just shook his head. This is a man who is going to abort. Yeah. And he just shook his head and said, this is murder. Yeah. So that that's what I think really hits you yeah. powerfully when you're standing there and you're seeing sometimes visibly pregnant women yeah. that are going to have that baby yeah. dismembered, ripped yeah. out of their body. And it is it it's brutal, violent murder.
0: Yeah, and it's it's like it's in one sense for our Christian sem- sensitivities. Yeah, it's so horrible that we're not willing to come to terms with the fact that it's actually happening. It's yeah. actually happening in your city. Yeah, it's actually happening. You know, fifteen minutes from where you go to church service at, right. possibly. I mean, that's what really struck me is I'm standing there in front of that abortion center on Hebron Street. And the Lord really spoke to my heart very strongly. A hundred feet from where you're standing, babies are dying right now. Yeah. Because we kind of put that off and put these, these horrible things, these atrocities that take place in human culture Yeah. To things that happened in the past. It's so overwhelming. We don't need to deal with it. So overwhelming. We don't need to deal with it because after all, it's not happening right now in in the time and age that I'm in. And the fact is, guys, it is happening. Yeah. It is happening for many of you literally less than an hour away from where you live. Most people. Some people, yep. 30 minutes, 15 yep. minutes away from where you live. It's really happening and we have to process the horror of what's happening and I think really, and I'll say this, I don't believe every Christian is called to go out and, um, and be in sidewalk outreach at an abortion center. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe that I do believe that every Christian should be exposed to it. Every Christian should go out there at least once. I would say more than once. Now, I'm not saying that not every Christian is called to do something about this issue we are all called to do something right. about We're the issue We're all of called
1: to speak about it and to speak with exactly. others about it and where it's possible to stop it. I want to tell you um, another story from Saturday, which I think fits in sort of here, is there was a group of prayer walkers going around the street that the abortion center is on, and I was standing by the mobile ultrasound unit, and a woman came up to me in tears and, and hugged me yeah. and said, thank you so much for what you're doing. And I knew that that this woman had a story and said, I, you've got a story, don't you? She said, yes. I said, so do I. And she said, how I wish there had been someone like you here when I had my abortion. So I think I'm, I want to be sure to throw that in because so far we're painting a very bleak and difficult right. picture, and it is, yeah. it is. But there there is a purpose that God has sent us there. Yeah, absolutely. Not just to observe horror, Yeah. but to in some way deal with that
0: horror. Yeah, I mean, we 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 have to process and we have to come to terms with the reality that this horror of abortion Mm -hmm. is happening in our cities, not some other time, not some other place, not just in California, not just in New York. It's happening all across America. Yeah. But we also have to come to terms with the fact that there is a solution to this problem. And his name is Jesus. Yeah, And he's in you if you're a Christian. Jesus says, I will be with you and I will be in you. He is. I don't say that in some trite, some kind of just flippant way, some cliche, Jesus is the solution to a problem. I say that with absolute conviction. It's true. Jesus Christ and his gospel is the solution to the problem of abortion. And you have, if you're a Christian, him in you. Mm -hmm. You've got his word. You've got the gospel, which is the power of God to salvation for these women who have not yet experienced salvation. So you can have hope. Yes, we come to grips. Listen, as Christians, we need to come to terms with the reality that there is a hell, Mm -hmm. right? That's a hard reality. Mm -hmm. An eternity not just separated from God, but an eternity under the wrath of God. That is a biblical reality that we need to come to terms with. That horror of eternal damnation in hell Mm -hmm. needs to be something we do the best we can to wrap our minds around and let that horror fuel our activity to go into the hedges and the highways and compel people to come in. Because Jesus right. offers his appeal of salvation to everyone who would come.
1: Yeah, and these women, if they are there to kill their child, they are in rebellion against God. And while we've said this before, abortion is not the unpardonable sin, but if you don't repent from the severity of the sin and recognize the severity of that sin, your soul is in danger. Yeah, absolutely. There is yeah. just no doubt.
0: And so the, the totality of the picture, the horror of abortion, where yeah. it leads to, it shouldn't stifle us. It should actually motivate us right. to know that the solution is in us. We're not That's the solution. Right. That's right. We're not so smart and so great and so special that we're the solution. But Jesus in us, He is the solution. So I want to encourage yeah. you guys with that. Don't get stifled by some of the things that we're saying. Yeah. Be encouraged that Jesus in you can be the solution. Yeah, to, which to is the why
1: we are a gospel-centered pro life podcast and we're a gospel-centered ministry also, because we know that of ourselves. There's lots of people that you can argue with out at the abortion center from a scientific or humanistic point of view, and it will not change their heart at all. But if you can bring the truth of Jesus, of the gospel, and of the only real hope that there is, that can truly change what's going to happen out there.
0: So up until this point, we've talked about um, maybe just you going out for your first time, you standing out there praying, And just observing the women going in. But there's some other things that could be taking place there too. And we want you guys to be aware of those things. Some encouraging things, some not so encouraging things. And one of those things is maybe there is a sidewalk team there. Maybe there are Christians there reaching out. However imperfect they might be doing it. However not like you think it ought to be done. Mm -hmm. Because be aware that there are some people that are going to be doing things that maybe you don't agree with. Probably if you came here to Charlotte and you observed us... You, we'd be doing some things, maybe saying some things. You'd be like, well, why do they say that? Right? That could be taking place. There could yeah. be some folks just reaching out just like you think they ought to. Mm-hmm. Either way, maybe there are some folks that are reaching out of the abortion center and you can take that in and observe that and just see how they interact and just see what God's doing out there.
1: Listen to what they say. How long do they have to say it? You know, a lot of people come and say, I'm going to share the gospel. Well, you, the reality is you got 10 seconds, maybe, if you're lucky, yeah. maybe 15, and no one's going to share the gospel in that amount of time. But there are some effective things that you can call out. And yeah. and watching people that are seasoned, they they kind of been out there a while, they know from experience what is effective and what is not. That's yeah. a very good use of your time. The first time that you're out. Yeah, an and that's how we
0: do center. things. When mm-hmm. people first come out right. and we ask them, we'd say, pray and observe. Right. You really are good about this. Tell them, hey, just listen to what she's saying. Just yeah. listen to yeah. what she's saying. And of course, we do the three talking points thing. Right. If right. you guys haven't heard that, please go. I mean, we've done podcasts about it. We've talked about it in our podcast. We do it. We talk about it in our training. We wrote an article, I wrote an article uh, months and months ago, last year sometime, Mm -hmm. about the three talking points for sidewalk counselors. And basically it's what God says about this, Mm -hmm. so what God says about abortion, that it's wrong. What God says about the baby, the mom, so what God says. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the humanity of the baby. Your baby has a heart that's already beating. Your baby is a unique human being. And then the resources that are available. There's a pregnancy center down the road. There's a mobile unit right here. There's doctors that will see you free of charge, whatever resources are available there. And you might not yet know these things, but these are three talking points that we use. And just like you mentioned, the 15 seconds that you might have, right. you can put all of these things in a 15 second spiel, I uh-huh. guess you could say, right yeah. um, and if you're going to observe us, you're going to listen to what our counselors are saying, you're going to pick up on these three talking points. And right. they're just good. I think they're yeah. just good talking points.
1: Yeah. So, so that's what you will hopefully be able to have that somewhere near you where you could go and observe that. Um, you're, of course, going to see the abortion determined women there, yeah. and you're going to see most of them have, not most, a good number of them, though, have friends or a driver or the boyfriend with them. Yeah. And then you're going to see the opposition. And uh, there yeah. pretty much is some sort of opposition, I think, at, at every abortion center, even if it's just the security people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, here at in, in Charlotte and... Probably all of the abortion centers at some point. There's some pro-abortion right. opposition, some right. clinic escort people. And right, and the escorts
1: you know, are the ones that, that take them from the car to the clinic, kind of hiding them from us. Yeah, they use an umbrella or, an or whatever umbrella to or something. Yeah. They call themselves escorts, right? Yeah,
0: and then maybe you'll have some, uh, what they call themselves, counter-protesters that will be counteracting. We did a whole podcast about that, so mm-hmm. we're going to get... Not going to give them too much airtime, but right. that might be something you experience. Right, and you sense in that spiritual battle there that these people are really—they're deceived, they're blind, like we talked about in that previous podcast, and uh, and they need the Lord. And that's a prayer point you can be praying for those people, yeah. and it helps you really, I think, to see the battle lines are real. Yeah, Again, not are. against them. Our war is not against the pro-abortion people. Our right. war is against not flesh and blood but principalities, these demonic powers. Mm-hmm. And so you'll, you'll experience some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned about security workers. Right. So at some abortion centers that I've been to who don't necessarily have counter protesters or clinic escorts, they typically do have security guards. Yeah, And so you might have some of those folks here. We have those here. We have a mixed bag yeah. of everything here yeah. and they're out here. If a car stops to take our information in the driveway, they come and tell them to keep moving A lot of times we don't get distracted in conversations with those people. They hear the truth. They hear the gospel by osmosis. But just be aware there might be some opposition there. There might be some security guards there. And uh, it's good to have a heads up on these things, right? I think. And
1: and they're they're typically not there to protect you, no. just to <laughs> yeah. just to let you know. It does say security usually on right. their shirt, but it is not for your security. It is it is to for the security that the abortion agenda goes forward, and they usually make sure that you stay off of the property uh, that and the that the pro abortion group has full range to do what they want to do to block your voice but that you are really um, kept as silent and as far away as possible yeah, that's exactly. kind of the, yeah. that's kind of their role
0: yeah they're there to secure the perimeter and some people call them um, death scorts. Right. But, and and they
1: usually are, I I must say, I think this is important for you to know in case, especially if you come with young children to warn them, because some of you will, is that you will hear some very colorful language. Uh, We honestly do. And, and I hate that that's true, but it is true. I mean, the reality is that most of the opposition have, have, Potty mouths and yeah. and very can be very use very vile words. They'll be cussing you. So I wanted to read this verse because okay, I, I yeah. think it's a, a an edifying verse for, okay. for that issue because you will face it. And it's Psalm sixty four one to three. Hear my voice, O God, in my complaint. Preserve my life from dread of the enemy. Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the throng of evildoers who wet their tongues like swords, who aim bitter words. Like arrows. Yeah. And I think and that's that what we... Is isn't what that, isn't that apt? That, oh, yeah. But, but we call upon the Lord, as the psalmist did, that we call upon God to just protect us from those bitter words and, and yeah. that angry and sinful and demonic spirit. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, you know, I think at some point, maybe we'll do a podcast about... Is it appropriate to bring your children to an abortion center? Yeah, that's a very a good subject, because yeah. there
1: are very differing views about that. There are, there are, yeah. and I
0: think, depending on the scenario, I mean, yeah. just full disclosure, I bring my children out on Saturdays, and we serve the Lord together in that capacity. Right. I know what they're facing, my kids have been raised in this thing, um, and my kids are, are fairly well-behaved, Yeah. so maybe we'll do a podcast about that, so be looking out for that. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. But that is something to consider, that you're going to have these... these vile statements coming from these people, and sometimes they'll even target children. Right. Not not really the security guards in our experience, mainly the pro-abortion opposition, but it's a reality to consider. So, right. And I would encourage you, your first time out, probably probably not to bring probably not, kids. Probably
1: not, because for one thing, it is very emotional. And until you have processed that emotion, I think you probably don't want to expose your kids to that because yeah. you're going to need to explain to them. Yeah. But.
0: Well, so I want to jump right to... Mm-hmm. Some some encouraging stuff in okay. this article that you've written. Yeah. And talk about the glimmers of hope Yeah, and the fruitful responses. Yeah. Because I want you guys to know, and we, we say it often, and I think I've said it often in this podcast at least, but I know I say it with our new volunteers here, people that get involved and are getting involved, that I make them two promises. Mm-hmm. If they come out to an abortion center, and I make these promises, I believe, based on God's word, but also based on my experience. And right. these two promises are, if you commit to this ministry, mm-hmm. if you commit to come out to an abortion center and the Holy Spirit is in you, you're a child of God, two things are going to happen. Yep. First, God will grow you in areas of your life spiritually that you would not grow otherwise. Mm-hmm. Because of some of the conflict, because of the spiritual warfare that you don't experience at home, mm-hmm. you're going to be forced to grow in areas. It's right. like lifting weights. You're using muscles you don't normally use. In American mm-hmm. Christianity, we normally don't have this level of conflict, this yeah. w- level of opposition. Yeah. And so it helps us be more like Jesus, yeah. right? Because he yeah. had a lot of opposition. Yeah. And the second thing is, God will use you to mm-hmm. save babies. I'm just mm-hmm. telling you, he will. Now, you might not find out some about some of those babies that were saved until you stand before the Lord and he shows you. Right. But I'm telling you, God's word doesn't return void. And if you mm-hmm. come... With a gospel-centered motivation, you've you come to bring the gospel and the hope of Jesus Christ. God will use you to save babies. Yeah. Now, it might not be every time you go out. It might not be every other time you go out. Mm-hmm. It might be, like I said, until you breathe your last breath and you stand before the Lord and he shows you all the babies that were saved. I'm telling you, God will use you to save babies.
1: He will. And and praise God, sometimes he does give us visible fruit. He does. Actually, quite often in, in the facility that we're at, we see a, uh, a lot of babies saved. But on my first day out there, I was, you know, close to tears the whole time, devastated by what I was seeing, com- really completely unprepared. And then I saw a mom choose life. Yeah. And— that hooked me. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, I need to do this. Yeah. I need to be a part of this." And I think maybe he knew what a weak person I was, mm-hmm. and that I needed that um, visible, exam- you know, proof yeah. that that the people standing there that it was not in vain. Maybe other people don't need that as much, but um, we have been blessed as a ministry to see it often. And it's such an encouragement. And the people that come back years later or continue to stay in touch with us for years saying, this child, and you watch them grow up in the pictures they send. This child wouldn't be here if you hadn't been there. That's pretty
0: powerful. Yeah, it's powerful. And guys, think about what we're saying here. Yeah, Let's say, because we saw last week, praise God, Mm -hmm. eight moms choose life. So eight babies saved. But let's say you're at an abortion center and you're there for a month mm-hmm. and you only see one mom choose life. Yeah. Only one baby saved. And that's all all you're able to see as far as fruit. And depending on the, the scenario, whatever, it could be very difficult to have conversations with these moms and to really find out whether or not they chose life. Yeah. But think about that. Oh, just one baby saved in a month's time. Just one baby saved in a year's time. Just one baby? Just one life just one human being
1: made in the image of a holy god a little <laughs> yeah. image bearer of take god the, take
0: the gist out of that right we're talking one life that has been saved from death guys that is worth the sacrifice
1: yeah how many people can say that that my in in my service to the lord today there was a literal life yeah. saved rescued
0: yeah from death. and beyond yeah. that gospel seeds sown. Listen, when a mom chooses life and she decides not to have her baby killed through abortion Mm -hmm. and you have been instrumental in that influence of her Mm -hmm. choosing life, and of course your life, you know, overflows with the love of God. And you've certainly, if you've talked to her, you've shared with her why you're out there. And she knows, listen, you don't even have to share why you're out there. She knows why you're out there. You're out there praying. You're out there reaching out. You're using God's word, of course, effectively. And you are sowing those gospel seeds as Mm -hmm. well. And that child is going to grow up knowing, hopefully that mom will share. Maybe that mom Mm -hmm. won't share. But for a lot of the moms that we've had encounters with, that mom has shared where they were Mm -hmm. at. Ultimately, Mm -hmm. when that child is able to understand in a way that that child can understand, and that child knows because there was a Christian there, Mm -hmm. my life was spared. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing, guys. Yeah. So we're going to encourage you guys with that. And then just to wrap this thing up, I think this is an important point. And this is, after you've gone out there for your first time, and you've experienced some of what we're talking about, maybe some of it you haven't experienced as far as some opposition, maybe there's no opposition there, praise God for that. But still you've experienced the spiritual tension, and you've experienced the horror of abortion right there where it takes place. I feel like it's very important, and I do this even now sometimes, especially when it's been a very difficult day, Mm -hmm. and we've experienced maybe... Um, some opposition that we hadn't experienced in a while or what it's trumped up or whatever, or maybe it's a, it's a situation where we had an awesome encounter with a mom that chose life. I like to debrief with the Lord. That's what I call it. Debriefing with Jesus. So I'm driving away in my car and I'm thinking through what happened Mm -hmm. and I'm talking to the Lord in prayer about it because he knew it. He saw it. He's there. Right. Right. And so I'm saying, Lord, this opposition came, and I'm just thinking it all through, just processing. And really what it is, it's just processing it in your relationship with the Lord.
1: Right. Yeah, that's a really, really good thing to do because i will hear people say a lot of times go home and talk with your family or you know share with a loved one and that's all fine and good sure. but i think processing it with the lord is is absolutely the most yeah. important and first step because he's the one that has empowered you to do what you did he has seen everything and he's the one that's going to strengthen you to do it again the next time yeah that, absolutely that you show up
0: yeah so. and there may be a situation in which i know there's been situations plenty of situations in my case Where I've said things after my first, second, third, after years of being out there that, like, I shouldn't have said. Yeah. Like, that was stupid. I went over the line and maybe some opposition with the pro-abortion people and whatever. And sometimes I need to process that before the Lord and Mm -hmm. ask the Lord, say, God, should I apologize Mm -hmm. to that person? Mm -hmm. I've apologized to pro-abortion people before Mm -hmm. because I've said things that I shouldn't say. Yeah. Thankfully, not too terrible, but just things that I regret having said. And I've apologized to some of these people. And so that's that's part of me process. And now this, of course, for you guys is, is a ways down the road. But even just maybe you just started calling out to the moms going in, yeah. and before the Lord, you, you maybe process like, Lord, so should I have said that at that particular time? Because the Lord can give us wisdom. The Lord can help us, and He can guide us into saying the right things at the right time. Yeah. And so even processing what you've said, did I say this effectively? Did should I have reached out to that person in mm-hmm. that way? And let the Lord. As he's by his Holy Spirit teaching you, because the Bible says that He is our teacher, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit's our teacher. Mm-hmm. Let the Lord teach you to be more effective. Yeah. Let the Lord teach you when to say what and that sort of thing.
1: Right, and He will, and also to pray. I I, I will often, as I'm leaving, pray uh, gratitude for for the lives that I've seen seen saved. Yeah. If I've had that privilege, but also for the opportunities, because there's always opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Almost always. You've had opportunities to interact with with women, and to just pray that those seeds that that have been planted would indeed grow. We had a woman, I counseled for like an hour, car side today, and she's, um, I don't know what she's going to choose. So as soon as I finished, I was just, I felt like I had been really through a physical battle. I've just, I could barely walk. I was so weak um just because you know i kind of gave everything um but so i know all this afternoon i've been thinking over the discussion and just pausing in my heart to pray yeah. and think use those words use your spirit lord to convict her cuz i think yeah. she was very close to she didn't kill her baby today but i think that she is i think she's going to make a choice for life but but that that time After it's all over, after you're out of the battle, to remember, well, God is still working. Yeah. And to ask him to intercede in whoever's lives you've touched while you've been out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, guys, we hope this was an encouragement to y'all. There's more than what we covered in this podcast, uh, but we wanted to shorten it a little bit. Um, But Vicki's written a wonderful article here, and we're going to put that on the Sidewalks for Life Mm -hmm. site because it goes a little more in depth. Please let us know if there's subjects we can cover, things that maybe you have questions about um, that you would want for us to cover. We'd love to cover those. Shoot me an email, dparks at citiesforlife.com and her vcasiorg at citiesforlife.com. We'd love to interact with you guys and share with you any encouragement we can. We appreciate It's an encouragement to us that you guys are listening, so we appreciate that. Just pray that you guys uh, continue to be blessed as you serve him. And until next time, God bless. for love, give me an outlet for gratitude, I know it will cost me my life, but nothing's too precious since I met you.